0: brightest day in, in blackest. blackest night no evil shall escape my sight let those who worship evil light beware my power green lantern's light hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the comic book cabinet this is adam and this is wes and we are here this week to talk about my favorite character green lantern Oh, is it Green Lantern? I thought it was gonna be uh, Daffy Duck. Or, well, he was a Green Lantern at one point in time. <laughs> was he really? Yes. He, there no. was uh, there was a little series, no, no, the no, Duck no, no, Dodgers. No, no, no. But we're not talking about Daffy Duck. We're what? talking about Hal Jordan. Duck Dodgers of the twenty first and a half century. Yeah. That was the Green Lantern. Yeah.
1: He was okay. a Green Lantern. Yeah. We're
0: having a discussion when this is over. <laughs> yes. You have just piqued my interest. Yes. Now the Green Lantern is okay. huge. He's been in all kinds of media because of this. See, I thought it was a Buck Rogers mm take okay cool but green lantern is what we are here to talk about today exactly and i have read so much green lantern at this point my eyes are bleeding are they bleeding green Probably, because (laughs) that's all I have seen. It's been nothing but green this entire time, but it's been fun, and it has been a lot of fun to read about. Yeah, and you know, Green Lantern is easily one of my favorite characters, but specifically Guy Gardner is my favorite. This episode, however, we're talking about Hal Jordan, because he is the Green Lantern, like the first Green Lantern to really matter in the sense of these types of Green Lanterns, and we're going to get there in a second. But let's talk about Secret Origins. Uh, that was the comic that I recommended to you to kind of get you into how Jordan. What would you think about it? Uh, it was actually, I feel like it was really well done. Really? Uh, That's good. Se- yeah, because uh, last time you had me read Spider-Man, and the first Spider-Man that you had me read was not about Spider-Man at all. This okay, one I'm, I messed up. This one was great. This was a beautifully told short story of how how Jordan becomes Green Lantern from the beginning to the end. After reading that Secret Origins magazine issue I knew who Green Lantern was Hal Jordan was uh he watched his father die Mm -hmm. he was chosen kind of at random to become a Green Lantern ring and he has but he is strong enough and has the willpower to become powerful enough to become a Green Lantern they did a great job with Secret Origins, in my opinion, and they did that for a lot of characters, too, and I really liked them because it was a great way to get people into the backstories well enough to kind of go out and buy an issue and know, like, okay, this is Hal Jordan, or this is Superman, or this is whoever, so I think they did a great job about it, uh, but let's get straight into it, man. What is a Green Lantern? Uh, specifically the Green Lanterns of space because there are two types of Green Lanterns and and we're going to talk about the ones that are controlled by the Guardians. So specifically the Green Lanterns of Sector 2814. You see, in space, there are all kinds of sectors and the Guardians were there when, well, they claim they were there when the universe was created. And when it was created, they decided to get rid of emotions and they were going to create like a team to basically Patrol the galaxy and make sure that people were doing the right things and being taken care of. And if a star is going to explode, then a Green Lantern gets all of the people off of the planets around it and basically tries to help out. Uh, think of them as like a universal police force. That's a great description, right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so in Earth's sector, which is sector 2814, you have Hal Jordan, who is the first. Then Guy Gardner, then Jon Stewart, Kyle Rayner, someone named Simon Baz, and Jessica. And don't forget, Hal Jordan was the first Green Lantern of Sector 2A14 from Earth. From Earth, yes. So initially, before Hal Jordan, you had Abin Sur, who was an alien. Abin Sur crashes on Earth, and he knows he's dying. Basically, Abin Sur says, Green Lantern finds someone that has willpower and has no fear and has lots of honor. And it actually finds several people, but the closest is Hal Jordan. So he gets the ring. Boom. That's we it. We have Green Lantern. He got Green Lantern, and he puts it's on, on the ring. He yeah. says the oath, uh, which if you don't mind, Wes, would you oblige? Please tell us the oath. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, darkest day, and blackest night, uh, no evil shall escape my sight. You got it? Um, uh, anybody who's going to be evil, beware my Green Lantern might. You know, that's close enough. <laughs> I think perfect candidate. We got gotcha. you. We got your ring, man. Oh, I'm great. Great. I'm actually really excited about it. I want to I wear that. So we were reading a lot of Green Lantern. Oh, my God. we read. And so in Western one Lantern. of the storylines that we encounter, uh, there's obviously this group that is from the golden age of comics. Their costumes are completely different. And you meet a Green Lantern. His name is Alan Scott. But the entire conceit is none of his powers work like the Green Lanterns of Hal Jordan and Sector 2814, who is... Alan Scott. Alan Scott is so cool. He is the Green Lantern from the Golden Age series of comics. And Alan Scott's powers don't come from the Guardians. He doesn't have like a lantern that checks back into OA and he has to charge it once a day or any kind of yellow impurities where he can't affect yellow objects. Alan Scott's powers are tied to like Mother Nature and Earth, from my understandings. I never really read a whole lot of Alan Scott. I've always picked up from him through other storylines, really. Until New 52, they did a series called Earth 2, and Alan Scott's one of the main characters. And it was kind of where they reintroduced a bunch of their Golden Age issues, or really heroes. It's a really neat series. I would highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, his his powers aren't even really on the same power grid, I guess you could say. So Alan Scott's more of a mystical character rather than a science fiction multiple-planet sort of deal. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Okay. Uh, there, like Every planet doesn't have an Alan Scott, I don't think. So, you know what I'm saying? So hey. all these different Green Lanterns exist yeah. at some point in time, some of them all together at the same time. Well, normally there are two per sector. And until Earth starts getting multiple Green Lanterns, that's how it is. There are all, there have always been two Green Lanterns per sector. So Sinestro and Abin Sir were on the same team. So who is Sinestro? Uh, I think it's a good time to talk about Sinestro. So this is a section of the podcast we like to call for this episode, The Runway So Far, doom, because doom, doom, doom. Hal Jordan's a pilot, and yeah, we went there. <laughs> The first appearance of Hal Jordan is showcase number 22, which is the introduction of the first science fiction Green Lantern, as Wes so greatly pointed out earlier. The cover artists were Gil Kane and Ira Schnapp. The writer was John Broom. The penciler was Gil Kane, and the inker was Joe Gialla. Giella? Gialla, Giella? And enough. the letterer was Gaspar Saladino. The, the first appearance of Green Lantern is kind of goofy, because he has the ring, and there is like a yellow missile attacking the city, and he has to try and fight it off. But, oh, it doesn't work on the yellow anything. And he figures out there's an impurity in it, and it's just kind of goofy. Yeah, he's uh, obviously trying to learn how the powers are working with the Green Lantern. He's become one. He obviously knows the oath and how to recharge it and the fact he can do all this fun stuff with it. But yeah, you can't affect yellow. Uh oh. Yeah, and you know it has it introduces Carol Ferris, who is a really consistent character in the story. Yes. Uh, you know she is over the time Hal's lover basically, and uh, she's there and she loves Green Lantern, but she doesn't like Hal so much because she just inherited the corporation that he works for, and you can't have a romance with someone that works for you. It's true. You really shouldn't. Yeah. It's bad, Jojo. Absolutely. Choo choo. Bad Juju, bad Jojo. But yeah, Carol is a pretty huge character throughout the series, and they end up going through a whole lot of stuff together. But regardless of that, let's get right into the big bulk of Hal Jordan. Let's talk about some of his, let's say his largest antagonist by far, Sinestro. Yes. He shows up pretty early on. He's a pretty bad dude. Uh, You find out Sinestro used to be a Green Lantern, did some evil stuff. You're not really too sure what at the time. Um, And the Guardians kicked him out, which he's the only one they've ever kicked out. Uh, probably some sort of conceited used uh, the Green Lantern power probably for his own uh, own gain, which is obviously totally against the rules according to the Guardians. Right, and you know, it feels weird because they kind of are the ones that decide what is personal gain and what isn't, and I also feel like it's really strange, we're going to talk about it here in a bit, that they call out Hal Jordan like immediately for personal gain, but you find out that Sinestro was using his ring for a long time before they called him out. Well, they've never had a problem before. Sinestro's the first one, so they're like, is this really bad? Okay, yes, this is really bad. we got to deal with it. Oh, now you see there's an issue, so as soon as you sniff it in somebody else, now you got to call that guy out immediately. You can't just let it go at this point because it will be a problem. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, it's interesting because the early Green Lantern, you know, when Sinestro was first introduced and several of his other antagonists were introduced, they were kind of goofy because he was kind of just like a local cop for a long time. Like, he would foil plans of bad guys that were just happening locally. It wasn't this large kind of universal cop sort of thing. There's once or twice where he meets the Guardians in like corporeal form, but he doesn't remember them when they go back until they finally decide to say, hey, we are the Guardians. We want you to remember these things. So here we are, like you're part of this grand scheme. So for a long time, it wasn't what it is today. Yeah, well, it's classic Silver Age writing, which is episodic. It's like everything's contained within one, maybe three issue run, but no no big long storylines. Nowadays, comics really seem to be going to these big, huge one- and two-year-long arcs. Yeah. but So he was just a local cop, just taking care of some local thugs until they finally have to ramp it up a little and bit. And some really goofy thugs, too, like Black Hand. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, he becomes a big <laughs> character later, but like uh, he just has some really goofy villains for a really long time. Yeah, it's comics. It's in the 60s. It's the 70s. It's fine. That's true. We do get into some really cool stuff, though, where he teams up with Green Arrow and kind of goes into, uh, I- I'm going to call it... What do you, how would you describe this period of time with Green Lantern and Green Arrow? It's kind of like they were trying to teach s- social issues through comics. Sure. And it's really neat. Like I had never read them, actually, until we sat down uh, to read them for this podcast, and I really loved them. Like I knew the general concept of them, so I could talk about them kind of openly, uh, but I decided to sit down and really read them for this, and it was a blast. I it- mean... It definitely was a way for the adults to reach the kids. That's how yeah. they were viewing it. Is they wanted teenagers to understand drugs are bad, don't go home with strangers, all the different simple things that you would encounter in life as a teenager or as a small child. They wanted to reinforce good behavior, basically. Yeah. Or and, even like social injustices. Right. Uh, racism was a big, big, huge deal at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, drugs were another one. Um, what we're talking about now is uh, the drug crusade that Green Arrow and uh, Green Lantern teamed up with. Right. And it's really neat. You know, the the whole concept was the idea that they're, like, tracking down some junkies. It turns out that Speedy has infiltrated the junkies. However, he See, really hasn't. He's just yeah. part of them. He's just a junkie. Right. Uh, yeah, it happens in 1971, which mm-hmm. is the same year that Nixon actually uh, announced drugs as the biggest enemy of the youth today. So then they do this team-up thing with the two of them. Uh, Speedy with the the drug problem. I really enjoy Speedy's dialogue in this as to why he takes drugs. The um, One of the lines that he said in there was, uh, drugs are a symptom of an uncaring society turning its back on youth. Yeah. And what's awful is we're reading this 47 years later, mm-hmm. almost half a century, and it's still the same problems today. Yeah, that was actually one of the most interesting things that I kind of picked up on this issue was that we deal with this, especially around here. You know, there's a really bad pill epidemic going on. Uh, And so this is still an issue today, you know. And what's crazy is they started out that issue writing something along the lines of most of our readers think we shouldn't be writing this. However, we want to try to help, so that's why we're writing this. And it makes me wonder if more people had been willing to openly talk about drug abuse back in the day if we would have all the problems we're having today. Because now it's huge. It's everywhere. There are billboards all over the place saying, hey, if you're addicted to pills, call 1-800-NUMBER-GET-OFF-PILLS. Right. You know, like, it was just a different time. So it's it's interesting. A lot of this starts off with Green Lantern coming across a couple of thugs kind of beating up this guy. And in the middle of saving him, Green Arrow is like, hey, what's going on out here? He catches the whole thing. And, and Hal is like, well, these guys are beating up on, on this guy over here. Like, we need to save him, and, and you're protecting the other people. Whoa, hold on a second. Time out. What's going on? And Green Arrow informs him, like, hey, this guy owns the place that all these people live in, and he's trying to kick them all out, and he just wants to pave a road. So Hal Jordan does a lot of investigation, figures out the guy's kind of a really scummy dude. And that is when the Guardians figure out, hey, you're kind of not really fighting evil with your ring. You're just sort of doing this, like, personal gain. Letter of the law versus spirit of the law and what's right in the universe. Right. And the Guardians are apparently really concerned about the letter of the law. The guy owns the building. He can do whatever he wants with it. Yep. And really, is it right? to do, treat these people the way he's been treating them for years and years and years, and now just kick them out on the street. Yeah, and that's where Hal Jordan has this moment. It's the first time we see Hal Jordan really backlash at the Guardians, and it starts this long journey of <laughs> him being pissed off at the Guardians, <laughs> right? but he has this moment where he tells them, you all stripped all your emotions away, and because of that, you do not understand these the issues we have here on Earth, so come be with me and learn with me. And there's this really beautiful ending panel of like Green Arrow and Green Lantern and a guardian walking off into the distance, like riding off into the sunset to go learn about all the issues in America. love that panel. It's really well drawn. And the colors are gorgeous as they just walk down the road, the three of them together. Yeah. And super powerful beings. And they're walking. Yeah. Super powerful beings and Green Arrow is what you meant to say. He has no superpowers. I'm just saying. We're going to read about Green Arrow. We're going to fall in love with him. It's going to be great. (sighs) Okay. He's badass. He is cool. All right. So that is like kind of a summary of the early ages of Hal Jordan. This is before. He's a cop. He's worried about social issues. It's 1970. Yeah. Uh, This is a lot before the universal cop comes into play where he becomes, he starts kind of patrolling the galaxy. Uh, and that is my favorite parts of Hal Jordan, because you get into some pretty crazy storylines. And then the, one of the biggest storylines that you had me read about was about the loss of Coast City. Yes. And so we, when I actually start reading, Coast City is gone at this point. Yeah. It is a crater in the earth. No idea why. Yep. And you will find out. We are going to read about the loss of Coast City at some point in time. I'm not going to tell you what happens, because it's epic. Dude. I know. We're going to get there. This is part of your journey, Wes. But the ending of Coast City was huge for Hal Jordan. It, it pretty much shaped the rest of his existence almost to today. At least tell me what superhero I'm going to read about when Coast City loses. Superman. Oh. Well, in that case, we don't have to read any. Of oh, it. come on. No, we got to read it. We got to read it. <laughs> I'm not a huge Superman fan. I'll be the first to admit it. But that is one of the biggest storylines in comic history. Well, it's got to be because it propels everything for Hal Jordan for like the next 20 years. Yeah. So easily. We start off reading about Hal Jordan. He's in this crater. He's crying. His city is devastated. Can you imagine Wes being the only person left in Knoxville? No, not really. That it would, no. Now, like, Losing your best friends, losing your wife, losing anybody that you might have hated, but at least they were alive. Uh, Your favorite teachers, uh, your favorite bar that you went to for years and years and years. It's gone. Yeah, everything gone. Now imagine that you had the power to protect it and you weren't able to. Now you're getting down to it. That is brutal. It is. And that is exactly the mindset that Hal Jordan has whenever we start reading about what I like to consider the takeover of Parallax. Because at this point, Hal Jordan starts recreating Coast City with his ring. How cool is that? He, he's thinking to himself, like, okay, I haven't charged my ring in, in a couple of hours now. I've got enough time and enough juice to rebuild my city and rebuild my population. So he starts rebuilding these constructs, and he's interacting with them. I mean, it's really sick. It's obviously that he has brought back his father. He brought back his mother. Yeah. Uh, who else did he... He talked to, like, one of his first loves. Yeah, that I mean, he ever had. serious PTSD. You know, I, this is a moment, like, probably Hal's lowest moment. He just saw his city taken away from him, and he's trying to recreate it. And lo and behold, who comes into play? The Guardians. <laughs> personal gain, personal gain, personal yeah. gain. You can't do that. Exactly. It's like alarms go off all <laughs> over the galaxy. You know, Hal I'm, Jordan's messing up. You, have you ever seen the uh, Planet Fitness thing with their lunk alarm? Oh, I've heard about it, yeah, yes. I like to imagine that the Guardians are just sitting around <laughs> with, like, a personal gain alarm.
1: You know, and every personal once gain. in a while they're like, oh, oh who is it?
0: Who is it? Oh, we're shutting this down. Yeah. And they do. They show up and they tell him no. Yeah, they message him, like, through their weird intercom system, which I guess, like, the Green Lantern is also a ham radio. Smile and nod. Yeah. Smile and nod. So they message him and say, hey, you need to come back to Oa and get training because you're using your ring for personal gain. And that's when Hal Jordan is like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And he starts flying to Oa, and on the way, he encounters all of his friends. All of his Green Lantern friends. Everybody he's been training with, everybody he has fought crime and evil with throughout the last 20 years, show up to try and stop him from getting to Oa. Yeah, and you know what he does? He murders them. Every single one of them. Rips them in two. Some of those panels are awfully, (gasps) awful, 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 awful. And the whole time, he's saying, please don't fight me. I've got to do this. Like, I know what I'm doing is right. And you're just getting in my way. And he's, he's tearing people apart that have fought right next to him the whole time. And, you know, he gets to Oa... He's about to confront the Guardians, and who is standing in his way but Sinestro with a Green Lantern ring. They brought Sinestro back, and, and they had banished him to the antimatter realm. He was trapped wherever it was the Guardians trap bad guys. Yeah. And they said, oh, we can't fight Hal. He is going to wreck our face. Who can beat him? Sinestro can. So let's bring back the bad guy. And you know the coolest thing about that issue to me Uh, is the whole time you kind of think that Hal Jordan is the narrator for the issue, and then at the very end it's actually Sinestro. Who did you think it would be? Oh, it was just so cool. And But the saddest thing about that issue to me is that Hal Jordan kills Kilowog. And it's so sad to me because there's this huge... Fight scene going on between Hal and Sinestro, and the whole time they're fighting, you can like see Kilowog's skeleton in the in background. The, oh, it's awful. Oh, it is. And even Sinestro, at one point in time, kind of points out, like, dude. Look at what you did when Sinestro is the one pointing out how bad you are. Maybe you should stop and think, but Hal doesn't. He does Hal believes he is right. Yes, and that is Hal's mindset for the rest of well, Hal really, because in his brain he's doing something right. Ergo, I'm gonna keep doing it. It's the right thing to do. So he kills Sinestro. Fights him off. He finally kills off this guy that he's been fighting since he became the Green Lantern. Snaps his neck. Oh my God. Twists it on the ground. He's holding his head in his hands and he's talking to him like, I'm going to do what's right. Oh, Oh, That was awful. What a sound effect you did. Man. It's so brutal. And the fir- the next thing you see is he is going into the power battery to absorb all of the Green Lantern's energy, so that way he has enough to recreate Coast City. And it's a really confusing panel because the battery explodes. Right, and the whole time that all this is happening, the Guardians are prepping for it. They know, like they're watching this fight, and they're going, oh, shit." They're all like little oompa loompas off on the side, <laughs> and going, oompa 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 loompa loompa "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What do you yeah. do? What do you do?" Can you imagine the songs they must sing? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make some up later. Yes, but they all decide one guy, one Guardian gets to live Ganthet and they yeah they power it all into him they take all their powers combined they're like holding each other's hands they create this bubble around him Hal goes into the power battery and kaboom it blows up it kills all the Guardians and you see this scene this panel it's so well drawn of just this hand shooting up from all the trash. Uh, I think of it as the shredder hand. It is. Because yeah, I grew up watching the the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Ninja, Turtles, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder yep. comes up out of the garbage truck or whatever. Which quick fun fact? <laughs> did you know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have the powers they have because they were hit by the same ooze that gave uh, Daredevil his powers? And they fight the foot. And they fight the foot while he fights, fights the, hand. the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, other character. We're back to Hal Jordan. So we we see this amazing panel of him coming out of the power battery. He has his new suit on. He looks bad. He's got, like, this power armor. It is cool. The the shoulders kind of flare up a little bit. The mask is different. This is your typical, like, early 90s villain. Yes, definitely. Was... That when he gets the gray stripe? No, he kind of had the later. gray stripe before okay. that because they they mentioned later that one of the first times they realized that Hal Jordan was Parallax was like when he kind of got the gray hairs, so that kind of led up into it. Okay, um, but yeah, you see this guy come out and he says, "I am Parallax. Don't call me Hal Jordan anymore." Oh man! And then that is when he becomes a villain, and he is a villain for a long time. So Adam, while we're reading this. The whole time, like Hal Jordan, has obviously got to be a favorite character of yours if you're oh, a Green yeah. Liner fan. Absolutely. So, from 1994, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil it until about 2004, 10 years of Hal Jordan being the bad guy. Yeah. What does that do to you when you read? It's rough because you get to, like, you fall in love with this character. And so, I'm going to backstab just a little bit. That's one of the. Yeah, backstab. Just like Parallax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a backstep here and just say one of the reasons I love Hal Jordan and one of the reasons Green Lantern is one of my favorite comic books is because he is such a versatile character. Superman's never been a bad guy. Like, Batman's never been a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, the, he is a character that really, really thought he was doing what was right and he was willing to do anything to accomplish that. In fact, he was willing to reset time, Wes. Zero Hour was really neat. They started out with issue number four, and the whole thing starts backwards, right? So you have issue number four, and it counts down to zero. And I'll tell you, like, Zero Hour is definitely not one of my favorite story arcs ever. I mean, it's... okay. It it, it was just another way for them to kind of reset a bunch of stuff they didn't like. You could definitely tell that while you're reading the comic, they're like, "Okay, so all this stuff has happened. We need a little bit. We need to bring some characters back. We need to send some on down the road. Yeah. Uh, How do we do that? Well, we'll use Green Lantern. Right. And so they have this huge thing where reality is being destroyed. Time is going haywire. And in the end, it turns out that it's parallax behind all of it. He's trying to turn back time, because in his brain, he thinks, okay, I have all this power, let's turn back time, and I will correct the little mistakes we made over time so Coast City was never destroyed. Oh, man. And uh, Batman and Superman both take offense to that. Yeah. That Hal Jordan wants to basically become a god, reconstruct the entire universe and basically his mind, how he envisions the universe working, and the... Others, heroes of DC, have to fight against Parallax at this point. Hal Jordan, right? And it's kind of crazy because when they realize that it's Hal Jordan behind it all, because he doesn't show up till near the end. Initially, there's a a character named Extant that is kind of the. You could say the mastermind, and then it turns out that Parallax is kind of controlling him in the the background. Yes. That's one of the biggest things I wasn't a big fan of Zero Hour for me was the fact that it felt like there were a lot of characters. I mean, like, a lot of characters involved in this, and a lot of them show up for just one or two panels, and they never show up again, so I felt like there was a lot of confusion on who all wasn't really involved with it. Well, Zero Hour definitely had to be uh, spanning all the different storylines. It did. So if you were reading another comic book series, you could tie it in to Zero Hour. Yeah. And since we didn't read everything, which I'm imagining it was probably 100 or 120 comics at least – Involved with Zero Hour and without all that other outside knowledge, it probably was a little confusing. Yeah. It I, was for me. I know. I'm like I'm reading about Wave Rider and I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. He looks like Lionel from uh Thundercats. Oh yeah, he kinda does look like I never even like thought about who, that. That's who funny. is this who is but then Wave Rider is a really powerful character. He is, yes. And this spans from golden age heroes all the way up to heroes from the future that come back in time yeah because uh the entity that they call it the one at the beginning of time is eating it's like uh, the nothing from never-ending story right is eating it from the beginning of time but also you have another entity starting at the end of time because time is a loop and therefore you can start at the beginning of yep and if they meet in the middle then the universe is wiped clean yeah, and there is this awesome, awesome panel—probably one of my favorite panels of all time. I think where Superman is kind of chewing out Parallax, and Parallax just decks him, <laughs> knocks him on his ass. I did uh, being a non-Superman here uh, fan, the fact that Parallax just lays Superman out oh, was beautiful. a beautiful panel. Just his, Superman is just like. Oh! Yeah, it's beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> Didn't even eat kryptonite. Yep. And this this series is actually really interesting to me, too, from a Green Lantern perspective, because this is the first time that Kyle Rayner meets Hal Jordan. And we haven't mentioned Kyle a whole lot. Right. But... At the end of what is considered Emerald Twilight, that is when uh, Ganthet escapes. You know, we talked about the Shredder hand coming out. Yeah. Ganthet goes to Earth. He's got one Green Lantern ring, and he's losing his shit. And right. he just finds some dude in an alley, and is like, "Hey, uh, here's a ring. It's powerful. Here's an oath. Here's a battery." Deuces and leaves. I don't even think he says that much. No, he I like just... shows up in an alley, and it's a guy leaving a Nine Inch Nails concert or a yeah. bar. He's literally wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Uh, hanging out in the alley, like, trying to, I don't know, score heroin at this point. I, He's looking well, for maybe, who knows? I, whatever he was He's doing in up the He's Speedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something. And Gantet just tosses him a ring. Yeah. I, I don't think it's until, like, an issue or two later that Kyle finally finds the battery to recharge the ring. You're right. And then he makes some shit up to make the ring work. Like, how does this work? Yep it's crazy, like Kyle Rayner had no training at all uh, and there's a really really beautiful scene l- way later on where Sinestro meets Kyle Rayner and they're fighting and is going on and on and on about like, well I was trained by so and so who is the master of seven kung fus from Kuragar and yada 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 and he's like beating the shit out of Kyle and and Kyle <laughs> I have degrees from Yale and Stanford right. as well as uh, the one in London and- yeah and, and so Sinestro is being real snarky and he's like, well who trained you and Kyle decks him so hard in the stomach that Sinestro's throwing up and kyle (laughs) says the goddamn batman (laughs) i mean how cool is that right like kyle raider's a really badass green Lantern, but this is about hal jordan yeah, we're well, gonna read a whole series I about can't, Kyle. I cannot wait until we get into more Kyle Rayner. He's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, it was it's a it, the Kyle Rayner period of Green Lantern is like a Green Lantern at its purest almost. It's very mm. like frolicky, and it's Kyle Rainer's just a different kind of guy. Uh, but I love him. He's great. So this is the first time that Kyle Rainer meets Hal Jordan, and it's kind of a really neat moment because he's like, Oh my god, this is Hal Jordan? Like, I've heard about him. And this dude is evil. Like, how was he ever Green Lantern? Right. You know, like, this guy... Parallax is trying to destroy the world... (sighs) <sighs> Ultimate evil. Like, I've been re watching a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. Thanos level of evil. Yes. Like, just destroy everything because this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Evil. You know, I'm glad you said that because Zero Hour, in my mind, is a lot like the Infinity Gauntlet series uh, or Infinity War for uh, DC because the whole idea of like time is a loop and right. this is all going to happen a million times over. Well, regardless of all that, it, it basically it comes down to all of the DC heroes are. Trying to fight Parallax and Parallax is kicking the crap out of all of them. Every single one of them up and down one. the timeline. Up and down the timeline. Oh, lines. yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and they're, in fact, even Hal Jordan dies trying to stop this from happening, like a past Hal Jordan, which oh, right. it doesn't really make a lot of sense because there's a future Hal Jordan still, but whatever. It, time is a mystery. Well, and- well they did explain it. Uh, the Parallax version of Hal Jordan made sure that before the entity actually killed the past Hal Jordan because if the past Hal Jordan dies, Parallax doesn't exist right. anymore. He, Parallax, saved him. Yeah. And put him back in the timeline in the correct spot. God, it was so dumb. Oh, I, the, I, but it's I, time. It's time. It's time. And time. it's hard to deal with because our brains can't understand anything like that because time moves forward for us and that's yeah. the only direction it goes. I agree. That's uh, fine. That's fair. So they're trying, that. to, they're trying to do stuff with it. Marvel did it better.
1: that may be the only time i disagree with dc
0: but i feel like marvel did time better that's Uh, just my opinion and and so yeah all the dc heroes are losing against parallax so who do they bring in the (laughs) specter the specter is so cool the idea of the specter is basically just that he is the spirit of vengeance and Mm -hmm. vengeance doesn't die he always wins always wins and always exists yes all the time Uh, it's very very cool Spectre's just neat. There's nothing more you can say about the dude. Spectre whips the shit out of Parallax. Beats the crap out of Yeah, he beats him up pretty bad. And we come to this really, really ballsy move that DC did with Zero Hour, Issue Zero, the blank front cover. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this, but Zero Hour was counting down backwards. Yes, from, from four to zero. And so in zero, the universe is ending. Yep. Parallax is winning. The uh, entities are going to meet in the middle and wipe the universe clean. So, yeah, the front cover is completely blank. Yeah. Nothing there but the title. Yeah. What a... um, Which they do a lot now. A lot of issue number ones, they sell specifically blanks. That way you can take them to conventions and have artists draw on them and then get them sent off and signed. That's pretty cool. It is really cool, yeah. I don't know if they were doing that before Zero Hour, but I own a buttload of white cover issues that are specifically to take to conventions to have drawn on by the artist. It is really neat. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so issue number zero, we go into this. Spectre's been beating up Parallax. Huge fight. Huge fight. Like almost everybody fighting, fighting everybody. Fighting. Yeah, it's nuts. If you existed in the DC universe, you're probably fighting this guy. Unless you've already died. Unless you've already died or be blinked out of existence. Right. And all the while they're fighting, people are blinking out of existence. Like it's catching up to them. So they kind of create this weird like pocket universe where they're kind of doing some fighting. You- Wave Rider, who is extant, who is all confusing, uh, takes a group. Uh, picks them up out of existence, up and down the timeline. Like I need these people, and he picks them up at a millisecond before the universe is exact, like just gone. And he brings them all to vanishing point, Yep. which is apparently outside of the timeline and can exist outside so. of the universe. Eh, whatever. It's really con- it's but it's confusing. It's it exists. Wave rider can bring these people and these heroes to this area and still exist, even though Parallax has ended time. Right. And all during their fight, Spectre's fighting them. And finally, Kyle Rayner gets up behind Hal Jordan, who is parallax, puts him in like a double chokehold, right. and Green Arrow, his best friend, knocks mm-hmm. an arrow and releases it right into Hal Jordan's chest. And that's kind of the the last bit of parallax for Zero Hour specifically, because they, they tie up that storyline in like an after issue in the Green Lantern series. But, I mean, basically at this point, Wave Rider kind of figures like, okay, we got to just let time go and I'll pop you all in at the right points. Well, uh, so Wave Rider is fighting some other things. He brings these superheroes who are able to channel power into Wave Rider. Then Wave Rider takes that power, distills it down, and channels it into damage. Some other random character that I have no idea who he is. Right. It, but he channels all the power into damage until he finally explodes. Right. And that's the big bang. Yeah. i, mm, I That's the beginning of time is damage exploding, which I, is time is a loop. So it's I always just damage I don't think exploding. I like the way they did that. It, they had to come up with something. I guess. Yeah. And that's what they chose. It's not the worst way they've rebooted their world. And as soon as damage explodes, Wave Rider takes everybody, puts them back into the pocket universe, and, everything... and has to basically watch time pass by. Right, you see the dinosaurs come into existence, and you know, a few other things to indicate that time's moving on. And Wave Rider says, "If we're gonna survive this, we have to jump into the time at just the right." Point! Yep, like and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and now you go. Everybody (laughs) off. Yeah. Like a bus. Like a bus (laughs) stop that doesn't stop, you know? (laughs) Go, 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 jump. (laughs) And they do. Yeah, and it's all back to normal. Except they do say like The world has started over, so there are some minor changes. So it gives the writers an opportunity to rewrite their characters because of Zero Hour. Right, just a little bit. They can change some things, but they can change, like, maybe Batman's parents were killed in a different way, that sort of deal. Yeah, I think they've always died the same way. In every reiteration, you could have picked a better example, Wes. I'm just kidding, I'm just messing with you. Let's go on. I think (laughs) they have fucked with Batman a lot. They do. Okay. So we do get this awesome (laughs) issue in Green Lantern where it is Kyle and Hal, and they're duking it out. And it is nuts. Oh, yeah, they're fighting on Oa, aren't yeah, they? Just they're fighting and forward, on Oa. Forth. I'm Greenlander. No, I'm Greenlander. Exactly. And at one point, Kyle even picks up uh, Kilowog's skeleton and is like, look at what you did. You killed your best friend. Yeah, which is weird because I can't imagine that Kyle would have known who Kilowog was. Oh, you know, you know. But things. he just, he, yeah, I guess. So, anyways, uh, Kyle just gets sick of it and is like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to blow up Oa. So that's what he does. He does. Just yeah. drills a hole right into the middle. Right in the middle of Boom. it. Kaboom. And he assumes parallax is dead. It ends. That issue is really neat because he goes back to Earth and he's like greeted by Superman and Batman and several of the other people. And they say, You're our Green Lantern. You're way better than Hal ever was. Yeah. And it's You're a Green Lantern. 2418. Sure. You're man. Yeah. And that's the way that ends. I, I don't know. Zero Hour just kind of fell flat for me. That's just my opinion, though. But we go into Final Night, which is a lot cooler. Final Night was interesting because we kind of did a few issues of Kyle Rayner's storyline leading into Final Night. And with that, we see Ganthet show up and out of the blue, kind of like Kyle's been doing all this on his own, just trying to figure it out. Ganthet shows up and is like, hey, uh, you're not fit to be a Green Lantern. So I'm going to need that ring back now. (laughs) I kind of screwed up. Yeah, you're not fearless. You don't you're not the fullest of honor. Uh, yeah, so I want the ring back, please. And around that time, Parallax busts through the door and is like, Daddy, I'm home! Give me back my ring! (laughs) I mean, it was a really weird, like... Daddy, Daddy, I'm home! Yeah, like, I feel like he had a suitcase and was in a suit. It was kind of strange, because, first of all, how do they all know where Kyle lives? He's, like, moved around a few times, but, you know, it's comics. They followed the... Well, ring power. Sure, whatever. That's that's how. Uh, yeah. Th- anyways, so <laughs> Parallax wants his ring back, and there's like five issues of just Kyle and Hal duking it out it again. It was literally, I'm the Green Lantern. No, I'm the Green Lantern. Yeah. No, I'm the Green Lantern. And I'm then every the- once in a while, Ganthet would be like, Neither of you are Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and then like Ganthet takes it away, and then he gives it back, and then yeah. Well, this leads all into Final Night, and the essentially basic story of Final Night is that the sun is being eaten by the sun eater. What a great name, by the way. Yeah, they were really, really trying. Um, It's a fresher. Yeah. So, they don't, when I say they, I mean the superheroes of Earth. They don't really know how to fix this. Like Superman can't do it because he gets his powers from the sun, and the sun's going out, so he's not powerful. Right. Superman is uh, not so super anymore. Yeah. Not even Lex Luthor can figure out how to defeat the Sun Eater. Right. He's come up with an idea that might work. He 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 plays Elon Musk for a couple of issues. Yes. SpaceX shoot out a spaceship with all right. these things on it in order to somehow defeat it with like reflectors or something. Yeah. To they're MRI. gonna. He's gonna like reignite the sun with his technology. Something, Uh, and so they're kind of gearing up for all this. And during all of that, Kyle Rayner has kind of noped out of there, like he just kind of like disappeared. And they were like, "Well, Green Lantern's gone," but he was actually finding Parallax, who was at the Source Wall, and he is trying to convince Hal to come back and save Earth, basically, like saying, "Like, hey, you lost Coast City, which really sucked, and I know it kind of sent you down this really awful path, but you could be Green Lantern again. Like, you could save Earth." Why don't you come back? You couldn't save Coast City, but Earth is your real home. You know, Coast City was where you grew up. Earth is your home. Why don't you save it? And we get this really sappy issue of Parallax going to all of the people he's ever fucked over and saying, I'm sorry, and showing up and being like, hey, I'll help. And Superman and Batman are like, no. (laughs) That's uh, Because, yeah, at the end of the issue is a big panel. It's totally the Superman superhero pose, hands on the hip. I'll help. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. Like, dude, you already fucked us over once, <laughs> and now you're going to be the super... Come on, man. It's all about you still. You're still not coming at the superhero thing from the right point of view. Right. I'll, I'll help. help. I imagine Batman is just sitting there thinking, like, yeah, you tried to reset time once, and yeah, you see how that turned out for you. Like, let's just die. I would rather die than let Parallax help. We'll figure it out on our own. Thanks, Parallax. Go sit in a corner. Right. So someone hops into Lex Luthor's ship. Uh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. He was like some character that they didn't care about. They were willing to kill him off. So, you know. Send him into the sun. Send him into (laughs) the sun, right. And he gets there, and he's about to make whatever Lex Luthor's engines. It's not working. It's not not working. working. Uh, And then Parallax shows up. And he sends him home and says, don't worry, I'll handle it. A huge parallax. He's yeah. like four times the size of the sun when you see him in this panel. See, I'm huge. like to think that he is constructing using his Green Lantern powers. Because he's a, he's a, he's absorbed Oa's power battery. Like, he's using the powers to make this massive Green Lantern. Uh, and that is when he recharges the sun. And it, it you see his body go into the sun. And it kind of a small explosion, and then everything's good. Yeah, the power of the ring reignites life on Earth. Like It sends out this big green wave all the way through. Right. Which we were talking about Alan Scott earlier, in mysticism yeah. and power from the Earth. Kind of that same same vein. Right, yeah, because they I think they specifically say something along the lines of, like, and Earth was washed over by green power that day. Yes. It's kind of goofy, but it's it's cool. It was a really well done ending to Hal Jordan, though. In my opinion, I mean, he, he got to save the day. Parallax. Ending to Parallax. Oh, that hurts. Uh, I like to think that was Hal Jordan. Okay. But yeah, it was a good ending to Hal Jordan slash Parallax at this point. They kill him off. They don't have to deal with him anymore. So yeah, and he saves everything. Yeah, and then they have this awful issue, which for me was heartbreaking. It probably didn't mean as much to you, but it's Hal Jordan's funeral. And you see him being buried, and you see all these people show up and talk about it. And it's so heartbreaking. I mean... People that fought with him fought against him. Like, it, there's even a scene where Nightwing and Batman are talking up in the rafters, and they're like, well, Why aren't we down there? Like, hey, you know, Hal Jordan was your friend. And he says something like, He was once. He was once, yeah. Yeah, you know what? So I'm reading this issue, and it's all these different heroes combining together in one large position place. I'm thinking, this is the great opportunity to start a new line. There's all these heroes in one place, and they're all going to have to go and chase this one bad guy who's trying to blow them up. Like, I don't know, drop a bomb in the middle of them Let's see what happens when all the superheroes (laughs) get hit with a bomb. But no, it's simply just a memorial for Hal Jordan, Mm -hmm. remembering the good times of him being Green Lantern. Do you think that they set up guards? Like, because all of the superheroes are in one place, right? So it's like you're saying, surely somebody, if uh, like, the superheroes aren't dumb. These are not dumb people. I don't know. One of them had to think, like, you know, all of us in one place? Probably not a great idea. Or they th- were so conceited, they were all there and like, nobody's dumb enough to attack us. That's true. We're Most all here. That's fair. That's fair. But so, they didn't. It was. It just ended in the most boring way possible. Of like lighting a lantern for Green for Hal. Yeah. But even Batman comes around in the end. He does. And he says, does. "Well, he did do good once." Yeah, he did. Uh, the one I feel the worst about though is Green Arrow. You know, even at the end of uh, Zero Hour, whenever Green Arrow kills them, there's this huge panel of like, "Oh, well, we saved the day, and Power Girl had a baby, and time was ending, and like we should be celebrating." And Green Arrow was just like, "Yeah, I guess." So much of DC is so wordy in all of their panels when they don't do that and they allow the panels and the artwork to speak for themselves. It Uh speaks even louder. Uh, And Green Arrow, at the end of that, there's like a whole page of him just walking away from this entire event. And Mm -hmm. he just smashes his bow on a solid brick wall somewhere. And it's really reminiscent. So angry. Yeah, it's really reminiscent too in this funeral scene because it's the same thing. He gives like a eulogy and then it's just him like so morose just walking off. And it, you know, it's his best friend. So, yeah, because Green Arrow seems like a snarky, I don't give a crap kind of guy. Yeah, but and he's not. He's got a huge heart. Yeah. Uh, however, we find out that Hal Jordan isn't really dead. Well, it's a comic do book. Su- do superheroes ever really die? That's the question. <sighs> you they know? get sent into the afterlife. And so we get introduced to Hal Jordan in the afterlife. He's obviously been fighting some bad guys. He winds up fighting over control of Spectre the Angel of Vengeance that we've talked about before. He's fighting over the control with a couple of other guys. Um, Neron, Asmodel, and Hal Jordan are all fighting over control of the Spirit of Vengeance. And finally, uh, each one says why I should be in control of the Spectre. And Neron gives a really good reason. Asmodel gives a really good reason. And Hal Jordan, Moro says, I don't deserve it. I've been bad. I deserve to be punished. (laughs) And Spectre's like, I've got a job for you and Hal Jordan gets chosen. And now Hal Jordan is the Spectre of Vengeance. But he's the Spectre for a long time. It's like four or five years at least, right? Yeah, yeah. The Spectre it, is so powerful. He's so powerful. I mean, he beat para, uh, Parallax. Yeah. He beat the crap out of Parallax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to find out later on just how strong Spectre really can be. It's right. pretty nuts. Now, there is something that we need to mention because I don't know how clear we've made this. The Spectre was initially someone named Crispus Allen. And when he died, the Spectre's vengeance, like the Spectre's spirit, took over someone else. There always has to be a Spectre because he's the spirit of vengeance. Like he's a constant in the universe. So that is out there. You all know that now. You can understand when the Spectre dies, someone else becomes a Spectre. And there was a bunch of uh, issues with how Jordan as the Spectre. Yeah, there was a long running time where he was the Spectre. We're going to ignore all of them. Yep, it happened. I, there were storylines. Things happened. He's not Green Lantern during that time. So, and now you know. we're, we're going to go into a whole new realm of Green Lantern. And when you were explaining just how big of a fan of this writer you were, I didn't understand. Oh, And now that I've read zero hour and all that. And then we get to rebirth. Yeah. Now everything finally starts to make sense. Right. So I have been a huge Green Lantern fan my entire life, but I started out learning about Green Lantern via Justice League, the TV show. So Jon Stewart was my first. Animated series? Yeah, it was one of the animated series, uh, which DC nails. Their animated series are phenomenal. I got into it through Jon Stewart, and then my dad started buying me the comics, so I read some of the older stuff, but when I really deep-dived into Green Lantern was during Jeff Johns' rebirth and lucky you. Oh my god. You want like when I first got really back into collecting, the first thing I bought was Rebirth. So you can imagine why I'm such a huge Green Lantern fan. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Rebirth is an awesome awesome storyline, story arc that DC did. Jeff Johns takes all this stupid shit from Green Lantern. <laughs> like, oh, uh we can't affect yellow stuff and he makes it all make sense right Hal jordan is named parallax so okay so he became parallax did he just choose that name out of the out of a hat somewhere like he just went into the lantern and decided to absorb the power and now he's like hey i've got a new name i have a feeling in the beginning that's exactly what it was yeah but then jeff johns comes in is like no, no 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 i've got ideas This is all going to make sense when I get done. Just go with me here. Jeff Johns is amazing. There is a reason he has gone from writing comics to being the current creative officer of DC. Oh, is he now? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Like, he could write things about Little Pony, and I would read them. Probably. Easily. So let's get, (laughs) just rebirth. We got to go through this. The first issue is awesome. You've got Jon Stewart, Guy Gonder, and Hal Jordan all go to meet up at like a baseball game. Sure. Why They're going to hang out. There's going to be dudes. It's an uh, American pastime. Right. Let's go watch a baseball game. Now, sure. to keep in mind, at this point, Hal Jordan is Spectre, Jon Stewart is a Green Lantern, and Guy Gardner is Warrior. They, they didn't stay Green Lanterns necessarily. Uh, Kyle Rayner is also a ring lantern, but he's not at the beginning of this issue. Right now, they're all sitting in a baseball stadium, and everybody is telling Hal Jordan their sins. And because by everybody, was, you mean everybody in the stadium. Like, they are walking from, like, I think Hal Jordan is sitting on the third baseline, something like you that. You got yeah. people from the first baseline and the outfield. Like, they are piled up around Hal Jordan, telling him all the things they did wrong. Yes, even, even Guy Gardner. <laughs> Guy Gardner looks over and goes, Well, I cheated on my taxes. <laughs> I mean, come on! And uh, Howell just has to peace out. He's like, "I yeah. can't handle this, guys. I gotta go." And that's when the specter takes over, and he feels like, "Oh, there is vengeance to be sucked or seeked, whatever." Yeah, so sucked. he <laughs> sucked, sucked the, the <laughs> yeah. tense <bestest> of seek, <laughs> sucked. Whatever you know what I'm trying and to he's say. He's gone. He's gone. Just he disappears. Boop disappears. And that's when he shows up at. Uh, Green Arrow's house. Oh, that's right! The Black Hand is there. Yes! And the Black Hand, like I mentioned earlier, he's a character from a long time ago. He's a goofy character, but the Black Hand is there. And Then, then Jeff Johns gets a hold of Black Hand. Uh, oh, And he so becomes a cool. really cool character. Yes, but before he becomes a cool character, like, Jeff Johns was setting all this up for so many years. Mm-hmm. So he has the Black Hand, He he's meeting up with Green Arrow, and Spectre shows up to, to seek vengeance on Black Hand and just turns his hand into dust. You will become the essence of of Your name and yeah. just turns his hand into coal, black coal, black yeah. hand, and it just falls off. And oh. it, well, oh, it's so cool. And around all this time, Kyle Rayner is shows up. So we kind of like zoom over to another part of the world. Kyle Rayner to like crash lands into Earth. He's got this thing with him. You don't really know what it is, and he's just saying, "It has a name. It has a name. It has a name." Like freaking out. The final panel of uh, the opening issue that we're talking about here was the impurity. It has a name. Yes, and that's when you find out the impurity's name is Parallax. Boom, boom, boom! Oh, God, it was such a huge reveal. Yes, like suddenly everything that Hal Jordan went through—the the, the hair on his head turning white, absorbing the power of the ring, Sinestro coming back—all ties together. Yeah, and Ganthet shows up, and they're like, it turns out what Kyle crashed into Earth with. Was Hal's body. He went to the sun and retrieved it. Ganth had sent, him, sent Kyle on a secret mission. Yeah. And then, so all of a sudden, like, John is starting to freak out. John Stewart gets, like, possessed by something, and you don't really know what's going on. Guy Gardner explodes. Yeah. Guy Gardner starts exploding, and then Kilowog shows up, and, and then Sinestro shows shit. up. Like, all of these people are showing up from the past that are supposed to be dead, and bad things are happening to the current Green Lanterns. It's nuts. And Ganthet is like, we have to get Hal Jordan's body out of the specter, or his soul, out of the specter and back into his body. The impurity has a name, Parallax. That's when you find out that basically when Hal Jordan went into the power battery, he absorbed Parallax entirely. Parallax was this entity, the entity of fear that was stored in the power battery by the Guardians millennia ago, so long ago that they forgot they did it. They didn't forget. Uh, They they purposely wrote it out of their book so they they would forget. Claimed they forgot (laughs) it. Bunch of assholes. Yeah. So the the Green Lantern Battery isn't only a source of power, it's also a prison for parallax. And Hal Jordan let him out. And he started feeding off of his fear when Coast City was destroyed, and he took over. And that is why everything Hal Jordan has done happened okay it's well yeah it's okay now it's also why kyle ranor never had the issues with the yellow impurity you see kyle's ring was very different the moment kyle got his ring he never had a problem with yellow right the impurity was gone it was already released out of the battery at that point yeah now you guys may be listening to this and thinking like oh he couldn't do things with yellow like how bad is that like you know like how often do you encounter yellow right let me give you (laughs) an example of something that happened in one of these comics During All-Star Batman, there is a scene where Hal Jordan shows up at Wayne Manor... And Bruce Wayne and uh, Robin at the time have a yellow room. It's just completely painted yellow that they let Hal Jordan walk into and then beat the shit out of him because his powers (laughs) don't work. Everything is yellow, so he can't do anything. It's so It's ridiculous. (laughs) And Kyle Rayner never had that problem, and it's because Parallax was released. Yeah, his ring was made after the battery was already destroyed. Yes. And uh, the other thing that I think we have forgotten to talk about before was Parallax was woken up. When Sinestro was banished to the battery. Right. And so Sinestro finds Parallax, kind of tickles his chin a little bit. Parallax wakes up, and that's when we start having problems. Yes, and this is honestly one of the coolest things that have happened to the Green Lantern uh, kind of history or mythos, in my opinion, is Sinestro coming back. He's wanting to kind of take back over and get Parallax himself, so he's fighting Hal Jordan and Green Arrow, and there's a point where Green Arrow grabs like an old Green Lantern ring and is like, oh, well... Hal gave this to me way back in the day for emergencies, which I you know I don't ever remember reading that, but it's a comic, so whatever. Green Arrow puts it on, and he is about to like send this arrow from the Green Lantern into Sinestro, and when he does, it wipes him out. There's a really cool story right there about how much willpower it takes to make the Green Lantern rings work, and it drains you. That's it does. how awesome. Uh, Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, Guy Gardner. It's amazing how powerful these people really are. Their willpower is so strong, they can continue to make the ring work and not become wiped out. Right. Green Arrow, one spell, done. Yeah, Green Arrow's like doubled over and Hal's trying to help him out a little bit. He can barely walk. And he's like huffing, like really, like I mean, this dude just ran a 50 miles or something, right? And he goes, oh my God, is that what it's like? And Hal Jordan just says, every time. Every time. Man, that's so... Yeah, it's like you said. Those like one word, two word sentences, where it's just this big, beautifully drawn mm-hmm. panel. They speak for themselves. It's really, really beautiful. The ring leaves. Uh, off of Green Arrow's hand, it flies off and it attaches itself to Hal Jordan's hand. And then there's this huge battle where Spectre is like ripping Parallax out of the current soul of Hal Jordan. It's like uh, Parallax and Spectre are fighting over Hal Jordan's soul on who's going to actually control Hal Jordan. Parallax wants the power that Hal Jordan uh, offers and Spectre has been in control of Hal Jordan so long and he doesn't want to let go. But then finally, Spectre rips parallax away from the soul mm-hmm. and uh and specter leaves yeah he goes back to I think it's heaven it's written in there that I think that he's kind of like, like uh Abrahamic God. Yeah sort of is and Spectre's a, a play toy of that. Kind of entity. yeah like you kind of see him like going off to a white light or something. Yes, he's but headed back to heaven. The interesting thing about that though is that Spectre just like nopes out. Like it's like Spectre takes Parallax and Howl, separates the two of them and then he just leaves. And it seems sort of weird that the like spirit of vengeance would just leave Parallax alive like that. Parallax is evil. Yeah. He's a bad dude. In fact, at one point in time during all of this comics that we read, someone says something about how the only person that's killed more beings than the Anti-Monitor is... Uh, Parallax himself. Because of fear. Because of fear, yeah. So it's just really interesting. But yeah, so he nopes out of there, and then there's another huge showdown between Sinestro and Hal Jordan with the Green Lantern ring on, and it is epic. And so Spectre's gone. Now Hal Jordan's body, our soul, is actually also being pulled away to heaven or some other afterworld life, uh, and Ganthet at the last second is able to say... Hal, don't follow that light. Follow mine. And Hal Jordan's soul finally finds its way back into the body that Kyle Rayner saved from the center of the sun. And now Hal Jordan is a Green Lantern again. The Green Lantern goes on his ring. Free of parallax. Finally. So we get Hal Jordan back after 10 years of parallax. A full decade of him being a villain. And he is now a Green Lantern again. And he's cleared of all wrongdoings because it wasn't his fault. Right. So you get a clean, pure Hal Jordan back. It's like Whole. the original Hal Jordan. Yes. And no restrictions. None. No, no yellow impurities. yellow impurities. And it's so cool. It's amazing. But Sinestro shows up because it's Sinestro, right? He wants parallax. He wants parallax. He has this yellow ring that he's using. It's kind of harnessing fear. And at this point, he is like, he's fear mongering. And it's so neat because Sinestro and Hal go up into space and they're just whooping each other. Oh, this fight is awesome. Yes, it's so cool because Hal is like, How are you even alive? <laughs> I killed you. <laughs> and that's when Sinestro tells him, Oh, yeah. I made it all up. Like, yeah. I made you think you killed me. It was me. just a construct. It was all constructs. And I was bringing you to the dark side yeah. by it, having you kill me. It's so cool. And but this fight is taking place among the stars, the planets, universes, just all over the place. I mean, it's just huge and epic fight that only Sinestro and Hal Jordan can make. Right, and at the very last second, uh, Kyle Rayner shows up and they start helping. Like he starts helping Hal fight Sinestro. And this is a beautiful moment because you got to think like Kyle had to take over for Hal and kind of tried to step in his shoes and then he saw him and how powerful he was and then he gets accepted as a Green Lantern. He's kind of been doing his own thing. Now the Green Lantern, the, the Green Lantern is <laughs> back. They defeat Sinestro. His ring explodes. He gets taken back to like the anti-Cord world and they look at each other. And Hal Jordan says, all right, let's do it right this time. Puts out his hand and they (laughs) shake like real men. I am Green Lantern. Hi, I'm Hal Jordan. Oh, it's so cool. They fly back down to Earth and that's where they're all suited up. And at this point... During all of that, Guy Gardner has gotten a Green Lantern ring to help him from dying because his warrior DNA is messing up and he's like exploding and Jon Stewart now is all clear and he's got his Green Lantern ring and they're all standing there and they're all suited up and Batman and Superman and a bunch of others show up and Batman looks and goes, Nope, "You, you expect me to believe that. <laughs> you think I'm gonna let you come back to Earth and run my earth? Yeah, he uh like at the end of the issue, he throws out his little batarang thing and he wraps up Hal Jordan's hand to oh, keep yeah. him from going away. So we open up the next issue with uh Hal Jordan just making that thing disappear. Yeah. It's gone. Gone. He's and like and then dude, he decks Batman. Yeah. So not only does he take out Superman, he takes out Batman later, too. Oh, it's just, so boom. awesome. Leave me alone, dude. And he goes off with all of his Green Lantern buddies to fight Parallax. It's so amazing the way that they handle this because they decide, okay, Parallax, if he's in one battery, then he causes all these impurities and it it causes this issue. If we put him in one, Sinestro might be able to get a hold of him. Let's split him up. So they split Parallax into four and they hide him in their four batteries. So Parallax, his spirit is now hidden in Jon Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, and Hal Jordan's power batteries. You have to have all four to release them. Oh, the Entity is no more. Fear cannot invade. They're all in control of it. Yeah, and it's so awesome. And, you know, another scene here where Hal Jordan shows back up and says, the Green Lanterns are back. We're in full force. We're going to restart the core. And Batman is like, what? No. Like, how are you people allowing this? <laughs> you know, and everybody else is like, yeah. Everyone is so excited about <laughs> oh, it. The Green Lantern core is back, and it's yes. awesome. Thank goodness, it's and they finally say here. their oath. Yeah. Uh, all of they them, they all together on the panels. And yes, boom, boom, boom. It's Ugh. it's one of the best panels. I set it as my computer background. Oh, I bet it's beautiful. I can see why? It's yeah, a pretty, uh, it's invigorating shot. Jeff Johns, hats off to you, my friend. Right, he is able to take all this information that's happened over the years and make it all make sense and make it seem natural. Exactly, like it was their plan so, the whole time, is what you said. While I'm reading Rebirth. I'm like, oh, so maybe they did plan all this stuff, and you told me that apparently in an interview, Jeff Johns like, no, I yeah. came up with it. I remember reading something a long time ago when I first got back into Green Lantern, where he was kind of saying like, yeah, this is this is these were my ideas. This is how I wanted to make all this make sense. Like everything, everything just makes a, sense. Genius. It all ties together, and finally, like this full overarching story that has a beginning, a middle, and end. Yeah, the it is kind of like you think that it is the end of this Coast City. They finally done with coast City, right, like this twenty year arc of how Jordan loses the coast city and now he's back, oh, but you'd be wrong, <laughs> listeners. Exactly. you'd be wrong. So we go into this new series called Final Crisis, and it's a shorter series. I definitely highly recommend it. It's awesome. It's where they introduce all of the other Green Lantern cores. It's like five, six issues. I want to say, yeah, you can read all of it in about four or five issues and get like the good gist of it. But it starts out really strong. You're transported to this world named Yasmalt Or Ishmalt? It's Y-S-M-A-U-L-T. You pronounce it how you want to. And you see this Red Lantern named Atrocitus, and he's talking about the Guardians, and he's talking about how they were evil, and they killed off his family, and they they created these monsters called the Manhunters, and the Manhunters just wrecked Sector Six Six Six, which because of course he's red, it has to be Sector Six Six Six, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's it's neat because he creates the Red Lanterns of rage. So you know the Green Lanterns have to have willpower. Well, now there's this emotional spectrum of power rings you have the green lantern of will the red lantern of rage the red lanterns show up and they're fighting the green lanterns and in the middle of that sinestro shows up with his yellow lanterns of fear and while they're all fighting and duking it out the blue lanterns of hope show up and the blue lanterns are really cool because they are able to invigorate green lanterns and charge their power batteries and the blue lanterns don't even work if there's not a green lantern around which is really neat uh, and then you also have the star sapphires show back up, who Carol Ferris is one of the main star sapphires, and they are the power of love. So you start branching out, and you see all of these different core, and they introduce Larflees, who is so neat. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring up orange. Yes. I was like, Wait, you forgot one. It's orange. Oh, no. It's I the best one. <laughs> yeah, the orange light of avarice. And it's just one person, Larflees. He's got the orange ring and he shows up to the Blue Lantern's world and he kind of wrecks them. He he does some really awful things there. But this is all leading into Jeff John's masterpiece. In my opinion, Blackest Night. Because Final Crisis ultimately was just there to introduce you to all of these other characters. Well, sure, because you haven't seen the power of those other colors really much except for the Star Sapphires early on. Yeah, and like 60s, Sinestro 70s. had the yellow ring, but he didn't have his own core right. until later on. And now he has the Sinestro core, because right. he is a pompous ass. Yeah. Like, he's one of the only people that I could totally see being like, yes, I made myself a ring. <laughs> I made it better than the Guardians, and then... I made all of my followers worship me so <laughs> I they the could use my powers. I mean, just like <laughs> yeah. mm, whatever. But I love Sinestro. I, I love the fact that Larfleas is the only orange lantern. Yeah. I and didn't know that. It's demented. The only one. It's so demented. Because the whole thing is, is depending on what ring you have, it transforms your mind a bit. So with the Green Lantern, they're neutral, right? They don't have any their will real power, issues. their control over their motions. Exactly. Guardians. But the yellow ring, you're just a little chaotic. Right? Because you're causing fear. You use fear to power your ring. The orange ring is like all the way over in left field, though, because he, the moment you get that ring, everything has to be yours. He's like a hoarder to the point that whenever he kills someone, he steals their soul. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Puts it in the ring. Puts it in the ring. So instead of summoning constructs like Hal Jordan does or the Yellow Core does, he actually summons the people he's killed. Oh, that's nasty. That's who he fights with. That's Larflees? That's Larflees. Uh, I mean, because in the comics he reminds me, we play a lot of Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. So this may not mean much to anybody, but Galarian Goblins is kind of how I picture yeah. Larflees. Just ming, 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 shiny he, things. Yeah, just always grabbing and always wants to hold on to something. And if he sees somebody else with something, he wants it. Right. Yep. And that's Larfie's in the nutshell. So like I mentioned, all this leads into Blackest Night, which is one of it is hands down the best Green Lantern storyline of all time. I just read that one and then zero hour and I agree with you. Like Blackest Night is Awesome. It's my favorite DC crossover event. Like, as far as the big DC crossover events where it is a named event, every single issue has, like, a corresponding comic with it, it's the best. If we had read all of Blackest Night, it would have been something like 300 issues. It's insane. Whoa. Yeah. That's some, some organizing there. Yes. Let's dive right into Blackest Night, though, because I cannot wait wow. to talk about it. So Blackest Night revamps Black Hand. Green Lantern, one of his oldest bad guys, he showed up in uh, Green Lantern issue number 29 back in 1964. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And in fact, his name is kind of an inside joke that he kind of made up for himself because he always felt like the black sheep of the Hand family, so, so he calls black himself Hand. Black Hand. Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah. Honestly, the, the most important thing about Black Hand to know about him is that he created an invention that absorbs the willpower from Green Lantern's ring and that he can turn around and use on other people. Did he invent it? Did he find it? He invented he, it. He made it. He made it. Wow. Yeah, that is kind of what makes him really important because other than that, like he's really a nobody. In fact, at the very beginning of one of the other comics that we read, there's a scene where someone like has him, uh, like they he's done something bad. They like handcuff him and throw him in the back, and they're like signaling to the Justice League, and they're like, eh, I got one of Green Lantern's old baddies in the back of the car. Like, <laughs> what do you what do you want me to do with him? Like, you just want me to take him down to the local police station? Like, you know, it's Black Hand." Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about him. But they start off Blackest Night, issue number one, with all of this craziness happening where Black Lantern Rings are showing up and taking over people that have previously died. And it turns out that Black Hand has killed himself, starts off in a Green Lantern issue talking about his family and talking about how they were all like morticians. And he was obsessed with death to the point where he was killing animals. And like, he just became this villain and he kills himself in his own graveyard with it or like surrounded by his family members. And the first black ring shows up and it says, William Blackhand rise. So he raises from the dead and he creates this connection to the black power battery. And that is where all the rings come from. So we start off with, Hawkman and Hot Hawk Girl getting killed by two previous members of the Justice League. They get risen back as Black Lanterns, and the Adam is like calling Hawk to talk about some stuff. I guess he's going through some rough times. He calls him, and Hawkman, of course, is like, "Well, come on over." So he hops through the phone line. And he sees Hawkman and Girl, and they're all dead, and they're messed up, and they're like necrotic looking. Oh, yeah, because undead is the best way to describe them, like liches or ghouls or zombies. Just nasty, skin, flesh hanging off, Ugh. and Adam freaks out, vanishes. You don't really quite know what happened to him, but he shrunk himself. And you say Adam. But we're talking A T O M. ATOM, the Atom. For anybody who knew no idea, because I I read it, so I understand. Right. But if you're just listening to this for the very first time, the Atom is about the atomic particles. Yes. And it is uh really neat because he shrinks down and he sees inside of the rings, these black rings, yeah. and they're like Formed by bones and stuff. It's all empty space and it's bone and it's really cool imagery going on here. Now keep in mind, the interesting thing about all of this is that it takes place on Superhero Day. You kind of start to see like whenever Blackest Night opens up, they're all in a cemetery and they're respecting all the fallen people that have died. Like all of the superheroes that have perished over the years fighting crime and trying to save the day. So you can imagine where this is going. You got a whole bunch of dead superheroes and now you got a ring that's resurrecting them it Uh-oh. is nasty. Yeah, so we got a uh, handful of some really important heroes. Uh they're all undead now and they are all looking to kill other people, bring them to the dark side, to end life. This is what the Black Lantern wants to do is just end life everywhere. You mm-hmm. thought parallax was bad? Okay, parallax may actually be worse. But they, they wanted the Black Lantern wants to kill everything. Yeah, and it's really messed up too because for the black rings to work, they have to kind of like they have to get like an emotional response out of you. Yeah, they can follow the emotional spectrum of the rings, the red, the blue, and the purple, the love. love. So if you are having an emotional reaction, the rings can find you. Yeah, and it's it's really neat. Uh, And that's what these, the people that have been resurrected are doing these awful things where, like case in point, you first see Mira, who is Aquaman's wife. And like Aquaman comes back and he's holding their dead baby. Widow. Yes, Widow. Yeah, I guess because he's passed away. That makes sense. Sorry, I'm dumb. No, no, <laughs> just just saying. So, Mira sees Aquaman, and he's talking about, like, yes, I'm dead, and our baby's dead, and, 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 like, we're much better off without you. You should just join us. Red rage flashes in her eyes. Oh, flashes in her eyes, yes. So you end up getting the Mira, the Atom, Flash... Hal Jordan and Firestorm are all kind of together, and they're fighting off a bunch of these Black Lanterns. Like shit's going down. There are millions of people that have been raised, and they are just messing up the world. And they are about to get overwhelmed a little bit here. And all of a sudden, this person shows up. I am Indigo One with the Indigo Tribe. Let me save you. Come with me, Hal Jordan. Yeah, and the Indigo pops tribe. them out. Oh yeah, saves saves their all their asses. And it is cool. The Indigo Tribe turns out to be yet another core. They have their own ring. They're the Indigo tribe, and they all have, like, they're part of the emotional spectrum. Which emotion are they? I can't remember. Remorse. Oh. And they don't really explain that super well in Blackest Night. So I'm going to give you a huge spoiler here. The Indigo tribe is really interesting, because they're a tribe of villains. And we're going to get into that here in a bit. I'll explain a little bit more. But let's keep talking about Blackest Night. So once the Indigo tribe kind of, like, nopes them all out of there... Earth is just getting wrecked. And, and this y- whole time, you're seeing the rings and little blurbs. They're talking about the rings powering up. Exactly. .01%. I think they're up to like 30 or 40% by this point. At this point, yeah, and they're at, near y- that. And they never tell you what they're trying to power up for, just that... You know, something bad's going to happen when it hits 100%. You can tell that every time they're powering up, it's when they're inducing like these emotional responses. Yes, definitely. So it's every- definitely feeding off of emotion. There's even a scene where there's like a, there's a guardian mm-hmm. that is a uh, black lantern like, just and he goes and attacks one of the other guardians. And like, you have been free of emotion for so long, your hearts are worthless to me. Right. Zero percent zero percent exactly and that's kind of where all this sort of starts is that one of the guardians has been infected and that guardian is allowing all of this to sort of happen and it's it's a really really crazy bit for the guardians because all of a sudden one of their own just turns on them starts trying to kill them off so that's where Ganthet gets involved in all of this and is like all right we got to save the world again you know (laughs) here we are Uh, but the the ring finally powers up it gets them up to a hundred percent and what's gonna happen what's gonna happen Oh man, man. Necron gets summoned. I don't even know who Necron is, but the name alone sounds awful. And he's some badass black entity from millennia ago. Yes, so Necron is the entity of death. They kind of start to explain that there are entities for each one of these emotional spectrums. That Parallax was the entity of fear. Well, so of course the Black Lanterns have to have an entity. Well, it's Necron. And Necron is summoned on Earth, and he is just wrecking everybody. Uh, Everyone is starting to get turned into Black Lanterns. Like, the Flash is freaking out. They are told this story about how when light was created, darkness fought back. And now it wants to take back over. Yeah, it's the classic Genesis story of first there was darkness, then there was light. Then the darkness fought back. And uh, the entity that we're talking about, the white light, the white entity is life. Right. And it is formed inside of Earth. Right. And they figure out, like, Indigo kind of explains to them, like, hey, if you combine all of your lights, like, all of the tribes, or not tribes, but the cores work together, we can create that white light and fight off the Black Lanterns. And while all this has happened, the Spectre has been brought back to life as a Black Lantern, and he is now attacking the city. And it is amazing because they all go back to Earth, they know how to take care of this now, and they're trying to fight Spectre and they can't specter is so powerful nothing is touching it and Hal has this plan he thinks okay what can i do to defeat the specter he realizes specter ran when parallax was free because specter can feel fear so what does hal do oh guys i'm gonna go join up with parallax again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh we'll combine our uh we'll combine our lanterns and we'll release parallax and that'll be okay and uh i'll control him some nestro says no no i will not control he's my entity yeah. parallax is the entity of fear he is mine 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 and Hal says no you can't have him too powerful for you he is too powerful for you and you want him i do not so i will control parallax and he does how jordan combines back with parallax in the panels and the drawings for when parallax and hal jordan are joining back together like ripping open his mouth and climbing inside and and these huge carnivorous teeth. The artwork is phenomenal. I mean, every time they draw parallax taking over hal jordan or anytime parallax is really having battles with anyone because you don't know this, but he takes over other green lanterns in the future, he they have those artwork, these art pieces where it's like he's ripping their bodies in two and like it's almost like he's stretching them out to fit himself inside right. them. And his mouth is like this big, huge, open circle in the middle with all these lines connecting yeah. back to the teeth. And oh, You it's know it's, when you see that, you know it's Parallax. Right. So Parallax comes in, wrecks up Spectre, and then they're able to get him separated. And Sinestro is like, hey, that's my entity. And Parallax kind of flies out. They're not able to recapture him. And they explore that in a later comic. But it's, it's just a really, really awesome way to handle the parallax entity in general, I think. Get him back out into the wild, because now they got to deal with him later. So, they continue on to fight the Black Lanterns. Um, Black Hand is trying to really, really get to everybody at this point. And he's been carrying around this skull since the beginning. And you're not really too sure who it is. They kind of hint at it near the very beginning that it might be Batman, because at this point in time, Batman's dead. That's right, Alfred finds an empty grave. Yeah, so... Black Hand summons, he's like sitting there and he's, he's kind of instigating everybody, like telling them, like, oh, this is my plan, you know, doing the evil villain kind of thing. And he summons Black Lantern Batman. And holy cow, is it cool. Just this big, huge shadow yes. with that Batman outline. And everybody that's in eyesight of this reacts to it. Well, can you imagine? This guy that you've been, like, he is the one human that was able to stand up with Superman. And he's dead, and he's come back. As, as someone, a Black Lantern. As a Black Lantern. Evil. Uh, you, like, the the icon of DC as a Black Lantern. Evil. And then he vanishes. He's only there for a quick second. Yeah, just boom. Just enough gone. to get that emotional response. Yep. And, he, and they call out the name of several superheroes who have resurrected over the course of DC Comics. Superman, Wonder Woman, Hal Jordan, Barry Allen as Flash. Yeah. All of those are called out by name, and Black Lantern rings start flying towards them. Right. So Superman becomes a Black Lantern. Wonder Woman becomes a Black Lantern. And you see the rings like chasing after Hal and Flash. Hal and Flash. And so Flash is like, hey Hal, you gotta come with me. Hey, <laughs> here we go. And he goes uh, two <clears throat> seconds into the future which breaks the connection. Right. Because this whole time that they're fighting, anytime the um the Hal or someone defeats a Black Lantern, it's not that person's dead. It's not that that person's been defeated. It's that the connection has been severed. Connection severed. And it even says that in these little black bubbles all the time, connection severed. And the ring like drops and it no longer has power. So they they sever the connection. And this is when Ganthit goes, all right, there's no way that we can handle all this, because we're also reading in the Green Lantern comics that Jon Stewart is on his way with the Green Lantern Corps and the Yellow Corps and a bunch of other lanterns with a whole shitload of Black Lanterns from the planet Zanxi. Right behind them. Yes, and I know not a lot of you may know who planet Zanxi is, but it was a planet that Jon Stewart accidentally murdered. The whole planet. <laughs> so they have come back. They're plaguing him and this whole other storyline. They're coming to Earth. Well, Coast City gets resurrected, too. Oh, all three or four million of, of Coast them. City yes. raised. So this is when that goes... All right, new plan. Uh, We're replicating (laughs) all of your rings. Everyone's a lantern now. So he replicates every single ring of each color, and there is a hero or a villain in the DC universe that gets one of each. And we're going to go through those for you because they're so cool. And Ganthet gets the green lantern. Of course. Finally, Ganthet. Finally, the Guardians decide to take action and get involved. And he's going to have some emotion. He has to to use the lantern, so he's focusing on willpower. You know, my favorite one, though, is Scarecrow getting the yellow (laughs) ring of fear. We see these panels of him, like, torturing people. He's like, I don't feel fear anymore. The Batman's dead. Batman's dead and nobody scares me. (laughs) And so he gets this yellow ring of fear. And he goes, oh, my God, I can feel it. The fear. It's in my heart. And it's so amazing. I love it. And Barry Allen getting hope because Barry Allen is like everybody's cheerleader. You know, he's always just saying, "You can do it, you can do it, you right? got this." Yeah. And so he's the he's yes. the blue lantern of hope. And we see Lex Luther; oh. he's trapped Guess in his basement. Guess which one he's going to get. Oh. All of the listeners, just think which, two seconds. Which, which which color does Lex Luther get? If you thought orange, you're right. Absolutely, and it's so. Amazing because he's in his basement. All these people that he's accidentally murdered or murdered intentionally over the years have got black lanterns on. They're about to eat his face, and this ring touches his finger and it glows orange. And now all of those souls, connection severed, and they're in his ring. And he figures it out like really quick. Well, he's super, super, he's really smart, right? Uh, And then so Ray Palmer, who is the Atom, he gets Indigo, which I don't feel like makes a whole lot of sense necessarily, but throughout this entire time, he is talking about remorse. Right. Wonder Woman gets love, and there's this huge conflict because she's got the Black Ring. She's already Black Lantern. Yes, and and it's messing her up. Uh, So they've got to try and sever her connection, and Mira, Aquaman's widow, gets rage now see it's so perfect she's so so angry over his death she's pissed man and she is just wrecking face and then she gets the ring yes and it's even worse we haven't talked quite a bit about the red lantern's powers but they right. like spew this fiery blood the other crazy thing is is that whenever they put on the rings it replaces their heart so if the ring comes off drop dead yep. they are dead so they've got to figure out, like, okay, well, how do we get the ring off of her without killing her? And that's where the Blue Lantern's coming. Oh, in. but we've got it. We've got a long way to go we do. worried we do. about that, though. Yes. Right now, they're channeling Mira's rage from that ring to and help defeat... Necron and it's chaos at first. They're not working together. Everyone's fighting each other. Oh, and uh, Larfleas is chasing down Lex Luther, right. trying to get the ring back because nobody else can have an orange ring. It's mine, 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 mine. Yep. <laughs> and Ganthet's like, "Hey, these rings only last twenty four hours. Like, you need to you focus, motherfuckers, focus. <laughs> <laughs> like, Earth is dying, damn it." <laughs> and Larflees wants this. Uh, there's some panel earlier where uh, they're all trying to like charge the rings, and they're all saying their oath or doing something that is. Uh, Perfect for their color ring. Right. And uh, Larfleeze looks like, um, I kind of want some stuff first. Yeah. I don't want to do this yet. And he goes over what he's going to get. I think he winds up like getting promised a guardian yes. in order to do it. And he's like, mm, I kind of want that. Uh, and then somebody says something about uh, you get lunch or lunch is provided for you. You've got dinner. He's like, yeah, but I would really like dessert, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larfleeze is incredible. He actually had his own series for a long time, oh. too. I'd, uh, I'd watch it. It's great. Well, it was a comic series, so you'd read it. Okay, I'd do yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, then Green Lantern, Hal finally reaches over, shoves his ring into the Orange Lantern, and he gets powered up like 100 million percent. Right. <laughs> Which is weird, because we don't even know that's how it all works. Like, we only know that the Green Lanterns work that way, but I guess they all have to, whatever. It's a comic. So, we get, <laughs> let's just take it up a notch. Necron... Summons the white entity. He summons life. He summons out life. Of earth. And and no one knows what it is. They're kind of weirded out by it because you see him just slam his uh reaper staff, which is what I'm gonna call it. S- scythe. It's a scythe, I know. So he slams his reaper staff into the ground, and the white lantern comes out from under it. And this is where Ganthet is like real sheepish, and he's like, oh yeah, so uh We kind of lied about that. Like We said (laughs) that uh, the universe was created on our planet, but it was actually created on Earth, and that's the entity of life. And if that thing dies, we all die. So uh, let's hurry this up, guys. Let's win. Yeah. Uh, And so Sinestro sees this, and he goes, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to be the hero. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take over the white entity. And Hal's like, it kind of fits me, right? Right. The white life everything good. That's kind of how Jordan's thing. Yeah, Sinesha forget was like, about all those awful things I just did. Yeah, yeah forget those. But Sinesh was like, uh, you got the yellow parallax thing. I'm going to take the white. My and turn. he does. He does. Becomes a white lantern. He does. And that is such a great panel. Kudos <laughs> to the artist for Blackest Night. He gets into the white lantern. He He shows up and he's in this white lantern suit and white lantern is just emanating from him life is emanating from him connections severed everywhere and every like Black Lantern is just dropping left and right and he is just whooping Necron's ass and it is so awesome It, it I love it I cannot explain to you how much I love Sinestro as the White Lantern and all of a sudden you see this panel and everyone's like yo Sinestro watch out and you see that scythe just cut him right in two. Like the uh, necron, like pulls a scorpion and poofs right behind him or something. To that yeah, and cuts him, right cuts now. him right in two. And it's kind of like Sinestro blue screens because he just is there for like an entire issue. Just he's cut not dead. He's not dead, but he can't. He's not reacting. Can't do. He's anything. stuck in the same spot. And they go back to that several times. And at the end of that issue, uh, it's amazing because you see the white entity say something along the lines of. Thou Sinestro, you are life. Rise, and he he comes back to life, and you see him fuse together. It's like, uh, it's like a wound healing. You see all the individual tendrin tendles, you know, connecting, and he comes back to life. And that is when Barry Allen is kind of putting two and two together. And well, he's having an argument with uh, Necron or Black Hand. I can't right. remember which one, but one of them's like, uh, life is pointless. Life is pointless. It's all about death. Like you will all die. Life is nothing. It is meaningless. And to which Barry replies with, life doesn't give us purpose. We give purpose to life. And around that time, Hal Jordan is giving his superhero speech saying like, well, hey, you know what? Life is hard. And it sucks a lot of the time. But I've died and I came back and I'm willing to fight for it. We all chose life. We all chose life. And all of these superheroes all of a sudden become white lanterns. And he says, if anyone's a white lantern, then motherfucker, we are. Hell yeah. With a few less words. <laughs> they all power, all this power into death, into Necron, and they can't kill him because you can't kill death. Right. So what do you do? Well, you How do you defeat death? You have to sever the connection. Severed connection. And that is when they realize he's connected to Black Hand. We got to raise Black Hand. So they do. Black Hand comes back to life. They give him life, and Necron, poof gone they're like blasting with all of their might all of their powers combined and then they bring black hand back to life and necron gone gone, severed connection end of the story yeah and and they're kind of cleaning up it's a little bit of chaos because the black lanterns all of the connections are being severed they're all dissipating and they're looking around and they're like whoa where's black hand what what's going on where's indigo yeah, and indigo pieced out a bunch of these people just noped out of there, and a whole bunch of people are actually coming back to life. The right. life entity has started bringing back a whole bunch of people. A lot. Superman, of them. Uh, Wonder Woman's back. Wonder Woman comes back. They bring they bring back Hawkman and Hawk Girl. It's almost like every Black Lantern was brought back to life by the White Entity. More or less, um, what I'm thinking is any superhero that was selling comics right then got brought back to life. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, all the creators were sitting around going, well, we haven't written Aquaman in a long time. And Jeff John said, you know, I got a story for him. Cool, let's bring it back to life. How yeah. can we do that? Blackest Aquaman's back. Yep. Uh, uh, there's two people that uh, Barry Allen's looking for, though, and they don't come back to life. They don't come so back. So basically, they're trying to say, uh, yes, a lot of people are coming back. But also a lot of people did not come back. How did they choose? They sold comics. But how did they really <laughs> choose? I don't know. So I'm assuming at this point, death means something again. Right. You can't die. Right. If you die, it's gone. It's it's over. gone. It's over this time. In yeah, watching some other series, they had to do that a lot of times. Like they want to bring back death and resurrection and stuff. And finally, it becomes meaningless. If you die, you're just going to come back. It's like supernatural. Supernatural they died did so the many same times. Yeah. yeah. So finally, they have to establish. No, this is it. When you die, that's the end. Yeah, and there's this really beautiful scene where you see the big black lantern that they've been that's been powering all of these rings. It explodes, and Anti Monitor was in the middle of it. All of the death that he had created all over the years was fueling all of this death rage, and Anti Monitor is alive again. Now you don't know much about Anti Monitor. I was about to say I haven't read a lot about Anti Monitor, so what? oh, he's bad. All right, so who is Anti Monitor then? Oh, Monitor is really neat. He showed up in Crisis on Infinite Earths, which I know you haven't read yet. We're going to read it. He is the main antagonist, though, and he's nasty. In fact, the Guardians tried to stop him a long time ago, so he really right. ties into all of this. We're going to get into him a little bit later, but with him being back, you know that there's some bad stuff that's about to go down. Hey, how to make great comics? Bring back great villains. That's very, very true. So at the end of all of this, you see all of the people standing around these graves where they've reburied some of the heroes that didn't come back. And that's where you kind of see Barry going like, man, why didn't why didn't so and so come back? Like, how come how come these people are alive, but these others aren't? You know, and that's where they're justifying death. Yeah, And Howl says, I have a feeling death means something again. Right. And the last panel you see is Indigo Tribe with Black Hand. And he's right. like in shackles, and he has the Indigo Tribe symbol in his eyes. Now, here's where I'm going to tell you the really neat thing about Indigo Tribe, the thing that is the crux of all of Indigo. They were villains that I told you earlier, right? Abin Sur, who was the original Green Lantern of 2814, had a daughter who was murdered by a serial killer. He decided that that serial killer needed to feel remorse, so he created the Indigo Ring. Wow. He puts them on people that are doing bad things that don't feel anything. And it makes them do good until they feel bad about what they've done wrong. So he takes a sociopath, a psychopath, and then makes them a normal human. It does the exact opposite of what the Guardians would have wanted. It makes them feel emotion. Huh. Think about that. Like he's working for this, and he did all of this in secret. This comes out way, 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 way down the line. Like there's a whole investigation on all of this. But it, it to me, it really felt like it was Jeff Johns just wrapping all of this in a really nice, pretty bow. Because what are they trying to make Black Hand do? They're trying to make him feel bad for causing all this death and destruction. What other, what other way to cure an, an evil villain? Yeah, and it's there. In fact, there's another period of time where Thalston Estro gets an Indigo ring put on him. And he, like, breaks down into tears. Oh, wow. And he's just crying, like, oh, my God, all of these things I've done. It's so sad. It's amazing. So all of this happened in 2004. Yeah. Uh, It's been a long time since all this happened. 14 years ago at this point when we're recording this. Yeah. uh, A lot has happened since. Jeff Johns rewrote New 52 Uh, The New 52 was a big series where they took 52 characters, they're going to have 52 issues, and we're rewriting them. And it's interesting because almost all of those characters started back over. Like, hey, here's their background stories. We're starting out issue one with brand new, this is who Aquaman is. Because they just came back from the death, right? Except for Green Lantern. Green Lantern just kind of continued because they were sort of, I want to say they were like in their own little universe bubble where none of the reset happened to them. Because there's a huge thing that caused the 52 that we're going to read about. But Green Lantern wasn't affected by it. All of their events still took place. So all of this still happened. So Green Lantern's one of the is the constant of the DC universe. I won't. More or less. Almost always. Like there are very few times where his storylines kind of get reset. They add in things here and there, but they've never really put him in a situation where they've reset Green Lantern to the point where it's like, oh well, none of this other stuff ever happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, especially with the way Jeff Johns wrote Rebirth. Um, It really makes a lot of sense. And I think, honestly, that's the big argument on why Green Lantern didn't get reset, because Jeff Johns was probably going, I just spent seven years resurrecting all these people. (laughs) You're going to just reset them all? No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But anyways, a lot of things happen in New 52. You really ought to go read it. In fact, Green Lantern number 1 by Grant Morrison just came out. That is three series later. So you had New 52, then you had Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, and now you've got Green Lantern. Again, it's just Green Lantern. Hmm. Uh, during New 52 okay. you have a whole series with Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps and the New Guardians. New Guardians follows Kyle Rayner, he becomes the White Lantern. That's one of the last panels you see is a White Lantern landing in the middle of this ground. They spend yeah, a whole long time during Brightest Day trying to figure out who the White Lantern is. Well, it's Kyle Rayner. And the thing that I the reason I didn't have us read a bunch of New 52 stuff and a bunch of Green Lanterns is because everything they've done is kind of retconned itself in a sense. Like, it it has all happened, but then they've fixed it. And then something bad happens again, and they fix it. So it's just been this never-ending issue of like, oh, people built up the Green Lantern Corps and now they're the saviors of the universe they do something bad and nobody trusts them so Hal betrays the Green Lantern Corps and makes it look like he was the reason nobody should trust them and then he rejoins the Green Lantern Corps and Jon Stewart's the leader for a while and there's another fight between them and the Yellow Lanterns it's like (laughs) it's been great don't get me wrong but it's been the same shit over and over and over and over and over so with Grant Morrison taking back over we're now seeing the new day a new light it is a new series. Have you read the first issue yet? I have and oh my god, go read it. Okay. Morrison is phenomenal. In fact, I want you to go read it. You should. Check I will. it out. Uh, it, I should have had to read it for this. I wish I had. It would have been a really great way to sum up the new 52 cuz it it tackles everything that's happened since Blackest Day in like the first panel. So the latest issue November 2018, go to your local comic book store yeah. and get it. Go get it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm going tomorrow actually. Yeah. We're going to start you a, a pull list. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost time. Yep. And maybe at the end of the season. Maybe. All right, so let's talk about how Green Lantern has kind of been integrated into today's realm. Especially after doing Spider-Man last week. uh, Green Lantern, I don't see as much of. Like, I didn't know much about Green Lantern at all until we started reading these comic books. Yeah. Yeah. My first introduction to Green Lantern, like I mentioned earlier, was through Justice League. Uh, It was a huge, really, really popular cartoon on Toonami. Uh, I think it was probably on a couple of other places, but that's where I watched it. And it had Jon Stewart, who was the main Justice League Green Lantern at the time. Really loved it. Uh, It was a great series. He's also been in a few other animated series that wasn't his title. And then they did the Ryan Reynolds movie a couple years back. Uh, When I say a couple years, it's been more than a couple at this point in time. And it was not well received. Um, I have not heard good things about that one at all. You know, it's just rough because I really feel like everybody that was cast was so perfect. Uh, I really love Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. Uh, You and I kind of talked a little bit about this before we recorded. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds, the snarky, don't-give-a-crap kind of guy. Hal Jordan is not that... he's super serious and He's always right and takes the whole world around him seriously. You don't really see him crack a lot of jokes. And I think I can agree with that. And, and now that you put it in that perspective, I can kind of understand why Ryan Reynolds doesn't fit for everybody. But let me talk about the people that really make a lot of sense. And that's Mark Strong as Sinestro. Oh, yeah. oh my God. He is perfect. Just look <laughs> it up. He looks just like the comics. Add a mustache, add some uh, wild, crazy eyebrows, and you're there. Yeah. And then they have Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, God rest his soul. The man plays Kilowog. Oh, my God goodness it was amazing that clip you showed me oh that was he yeah he shows he up and he's like it. oh you poser it's amazing <laughs> it's so great like you really ought to just give it a try we need to sit down and watch it we will the the script sucks that's honestly their biggest problem is that they try and make parallax something he wasn't and it really fell down well there you go yeah i mean it, it it just it's, fell apart. If you were going to do that, you need to take the parallax that Jeff Johns wrote. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And they don't. Not at all. Oh. They tried to, I think. They tried to make it like Hollywood cinema. Uh, it reminds me a lot of when, back in the day, they would make like Superman movies and not consult comic people about right. it. We They're were like, talking oh, well, about that. We own the rights of Superman. Let's just make a Superman movie. How hard is it? We don't need help from anybody who's been no. writing him for the last 25 years. Right. Why, bother, um, why talk to those people? That makes no sense. Other than that, though, there was the animated series that came out a couple years back. I would highly recommend watching that. It it really is kind of a kid's series, but I really enjoyed it. They got it right. Green Lantern? Green Lantern, the animated series. uh, They may actually be resurrecting it, I have found out recently. Very cool. Yeah, they did three seasons of it. Uh, It's got Red Lanterns, it's got Blue Lanterns, it's got the Yellow Lanterns, the whole nine yards. Uh, It doesn't really follow any central comic line that I can tell, uh, but it's really great. They write their own stories. They wrote their own stories. It's probably very episodic. It is. Especially if it's kids based and it then, is no, no long storylines it's like they just show up they save the day and that's the end kind of but no it's actually long flowing storylines there's oh, an really? o- like over know. the entire season there's this huge storyline okay. leading up to like finding Atrocitus and finding saint walker and the whole nine yards it's really neat okay yeah and there's like this whole tale of them being on the blue planet uh odom is what it's named and finding saint walker it is amazing uh, you mentioned St. Walker. I don't know that we've talked about it. Uh, St. Walker is the entity for the Blue Lantern. He's not the entity. No? He's just their like head honcho. Okay. So the Blue Lanterns were created by two guardians, Ganthet and Saeed. And the idea was, we want to create something that does better than the Green Lanterns did it. So they created the Blue Lanterns, which only are powered when a Green Lantern is around. The whole idea was that you have to work with someone else to be able to defend yourself dig it it's really neat uh and their their motto has been one that i've clinged on to since i have read about saint walker and that is all will be well and it's beautiful you know i just i love it simple it's very simple uh so yeah animated series go check it out i gotta ask you wes you've read some green lantern now what do you think not my favorite okay I know you're a huge fan, and it hurts me to say that. No, it's okay. Everyone is going to have their own opinions about these comics. Green Lantern is just a little too straightforward, I guess. Uh, Just something about it just didn't really click with me. Don't get me wrong. Jeff John's Blackest Night was a lot of fun to read. Right. Especially sitting here talking to you about it. There's some awesome moments in it. But for the most part, I don't think I would continue reading Green Lantern. I'm going to try this newest issue. Yeah, I really um, want you to. I am going to, because I think Grant Morrison has written some other things that I like. I think you're going to fall in love with Grant Morrison's writing. So if I enjoy it, I will continue. Uh, but if it was the Green Lantern of 1994, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> not going to happen. Just uh, no. Just no. Well,. We're gonna have to read it at some point because we got to cover Kyle. That's fine. We're I'll gonna do, do it. it. We're I'll gonna do, do it. it. Just for my listeners, for our listeners that uh, love us so much and continue to come back week after week, uh, we will do it. Yes. All right. So, which core would you be part of, then, man? Okay, you you asked me to think about this. Uh, I and I thought really hard, but blue. You know that makes so much sense because <laughs> because when I think about it, willpower really not my strong suit. You put a Coca Cola in front of me. I'm probably gonna drink it. <laughs> you, we it's late at night. Uh, I've had way too many beers. Uh, you put another one in front of me. Probably gonna drink it. Yeah. You but know? you know what? I will say you have been. Uh, you've been a bit of emotional tie for me these past few years. Yeah. You've always told me, Adam, all will be well. It'll be fine. Just keep going. Plug on ahead. Be hopeful because without hope, why bother? I love that. You know, I was going to ask you what your constructs would be, but the Blue Lanterns don't have constructs because they charge the Green Lantern rings. Well, but... Let's talk about it anyway. Well, if you could <laughs> do a construct, what kind of construct would you have, Wes? Uh, actually, John Stewart's type really speak well to me. Really, uh, but whereas his have the nuts and bolts and built from the inside out, uh, mine would look probably more like what a carpenter would do. Oh, that's because so. Because I work at in carpentry as my full time job. That's what I do. So that's how I think about the world is the way things are put together. Wow, that's so cool. That's so I like that. What about you, Adam? How Ooh. what what core w- are you a part of? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Green Lanterns, man. I would be part of the Green Lantern Corps. I am dedicated. I I I feel like I've got the willpower. You yeah, know, there are times where I'm like, "Come on, man! Come on, man! Just just five more minutes. Just five more minutes." You're like, "Nope, I gotta go." Yeah, and I, that's it. You're you're out the door before I can have another word in. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm so dedicated. I have a lantern tattooed on my leg. I have the oath <laughs> tattooed on my leg. I have the planet Mogo tattooed on my back. Oh, wow. I have the Green Lantern ring. You do wear the ring. I, do you have it on today? I, I don't have it on today. Uh. Uh, I normally do. But the thing is, is for me, like, growing up, I, like, I've had to go through some hard times, and every time, Green Lantern was there to tell me, like, you can make it through that. And, and you know, I, I've always stuck with it, and I've always remembered that, that saying... And it's gotten me through some really tough times. So for me, Green Lantern Corps all the way. And you know what? You and I as a team, you charge me up and I'll take care of us. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening right now with the new network. (laughs) Yes. We're keeping it together, man. We're doing it. We're doing it. With a lot of help from from some really awesome friends. Oh, absolutely. And that, guys, has been Green Lantern. And I hope you're as stoked about it as I am. You need to go read them, even if you just read Blackest Night it's epic find black knight find grant morrison's newest issue do it visit your local comic book shop talk to them see what they think about green lantern uh and then find out what issues they have in store maybe you can pick up something we didn't talk about today because there's what is it about 50 something years of green lantern now Uh, it's more than that yeah i mean including alan scott way more than that so thank you for listening and tweet us Tell us, yes. what kind of construct would you have? What core would you be in? Because the cool thing about the Green Lanterns are all of their constructs are different. Hal Jordan's is just a little bit different than Kyle's. And Kyle's an artist, so his are built and continuously being built. And, you know, Guy Gardner is just like a, a leaky firework. faucet. Leaky faucet is what Hal Jordan <laughs> says. So tell us. Tweet at us, at Net. what kind of core would you be in and what would your constructs look like? And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Love you, guys.